0: Hello, how's it going?
1: Going good, how's it going with you?
0: It's going all right. So it's been a few weeks since we finished our official book club and going through Eat Pray Love, but we wanted to do a wrap up of, okay, how did we think it went overall? How did we like the book this time versus other time, favorite parts and that kind of thing. So it's been a few weeks, hopefully we remember it all. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But uh, I'll start, I'll, I'll, I think I, I liked it more than I expected given like my, my change in mentality, right? Like very much, there was more actual concrete insights than I thought there'd be having my, let's call it more masculine perspective. Whereas the other times I read it, I was very much in a state where I thought I did like, I was looking for that sort of thing, the more spiritual stuff. So I was, I was quite surprised with how much value I still did get out of it, which, and I, I think it was a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that talking about it also was very helpful because I know that for me, I liked it differently. I won't say more or better, just differently, because I got different things out of it. And hearing your perspectives on things, it really helped to generate even a, a grander or a broader way of, of, of interpreting it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so... in in the lead up to it in our first recording we talked about okay which was our favorite section these favorite section and so i'm interested to hear what you thought about indonesia this time around we talked about it a bit but we said we'd get into it more later because for me um if i had to pick the the section with my favorite insights it was indonesia but it was like buried in more crap i didn't care about
1: Right, like you, your, had to, you had to search for it almost.
0: Yeah, if Indonesia was like a third as long, right? Because it also <clears> felt like the, let's call it, I don't want to call it the filler, but the filler in Indo- in India and in Italy were, was more interesting than the filler in Indonesia. Um, and that being said, I definitely liked India the least this time. And we talked about how when you first did it, uh, when you first read it in a different book club, you were the only one who liked India the most. I really liked India, but to me, Again, like I, I found valuable insights in that section, but it was buried in a lot of stuff I disagree with these days, right? So it was hard for me to kind of get fully in, but overall, I still liked the whole book, right? I still think it was a very enjoyable journey as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm. I, um, as you were talking, I was, I was thinking about, because <clears throat> I hadn't really thought about it a lot, from when we finished the, until now. So I, I was thinking about how I actually enjoyed Italy the most this time. And it inspired me to learn, start learning a language again. And it inspired me to, it ha, it, it, I wouldn't say it inspired me, it helped me to think about my own journey and how it started and where my courage came from in a different way. And I agree with you about the India piece. India was my favorite part, but this time I found it a little bit too restrictive in the way she was doing her practice, just because I believe that people who are just starting, I was just starting to explore that part of my life when I read the book. And so I I guess I needed to understand that structure around it to help me find the structure. Mm -hmm. But really when you're more um, immersed in your own practice, it really has to take on a very fluid, organic type of movement in terms of, because you're always changing. So your practice has to follow that. And the way that she presented the practice in India was a little bit too prescribed for me.
0: Well I think it was. She was on a specific ashram with a specific right. way of practicing, right? So it was pretty like intensive for right. that reason.
1: And I think that's why it's good for people who are beginning your practice because you need to have that structure to be able to find your way. Mm. So you know that was and so how what I felt you, with what's it? your
0: assessment of Indonesia as a whole?
1: I still and thought it was fluff. i I mean, I agree probably, with you. I agree with you. I enjoyed her time with Tat and I think that a lot of what she got out of her time with him mm-hmm. um, was like some of what we learned by her spending her time with him was very beneficial. Um, I, I'm a bit, um, you know, her time with, what was it, Philippe?
0: Oh yeah, we wanted to talk about that particularly because you're, you don't it, it's like still,
1: it that bothers you know me
0: that she left him eventually that he wasn't the love of her life forever and ever.
1: Right. I, I just, you know, I've listened to her speak as well. And, um, a lot of what she speaks about, I just, it doesn't resonate for me. Mm. Right. And being someone as someone who I did, I, I made changes a lot in my life quite often. Mm. Um, because I was running or searching or whatever it was that was causing me to make those changes as someone who's now finding my footing, I'll call it. And, and I've learned to be more grounded. Yeah. I really, um, because I, I mean, outside of the book, because of the way that Elizabeth Gilbert has been presented as a whole, as a being mm-hmm. through the media and through this book and as this, person that's been um, presented as, you know, let's say a life coach. I'm just gonna blanket it um, under that term so that I'm not dissecting it Mm -hmm. and can bring all these enlightened messages to people. Um, Just from things I've read about her after she left that, I believe she's still searching. And we're always searching. I, I don't, uh, so it was really hard for me reading yeah. that book and then knowing that she married him and then when she left him for her next love and that kind of thing, you know, I get it. Things change. However,
0: yeah,
1: it, it was so, I guess, because I was looking for ro- that romantic love when I read the book, in mm-hmm. my mind, it became that thing.
0: Yeah, so, so that's- So it was
1: disappointing
0: yeah that's interesting because again uh, we talked about this at the time I have a different perspective on that whole thing right like he was courting her she was the vulnerable like uh, not like she was the so the person who didn't know what she was doing and he was saying let me take care of you type thing right right um and so that's what I liked about it right it was um and just generally right like when I think of why I like the insights from Indonesia the best. It's because I'm starting to sort of try and find more balance and try and be more grounded. Um, Mm -hmm. In my life right now, I did the whole kind of going all over the place, doing whatever thing. I did the two years of intensive focused only on like mindfulness practices and that kind of thing. And now where I'm at, I'm literally trying to do both. And so it's interesting to see what comes out as her most important insights and her most important values as she's trying to integrate the two. And for me, it's like a relationship is not the core thing, but it's like the, the, the most important secondary thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, I, 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 under, I suppose I, I don't agree, but I understand your view. Um, but I think it's also, yeah, it's hard to not have a a larger context if you've heard her speak and other stuff like that right but very much i don't think like when she was talking about the relationship um she was very much like hesitant skeptical and these sorts of things right and at the end it was like oh i guess i'll try it out
1: and she had to learn to allow herself to be vulnerable in a healthy way right because she was vulnerable at the beginning of the book but it wasn't a healthy vulnerability. And that's where we're afraid of vulnerability, but it's learning that there's a healthy way to be vulnerable. And being vulnerable doesn't mean that you're opening yourself up to hurt. And that's where that uh, societal perception of vulnerability comes from. If you're vulnerable, if you're not strong, you're going to be hurt, Mm -hmm. right? And so she, you know, I mean, I, I did like, um, the way he helped her learn to be vulnerable. But as a woman who has read those romance novels and whatever it may be, when I was reading it, sort of like I, I envisioned him as the man on the cover with the long flowing hair because of the way he was trying to woo her and, and trying to um, ensnare her and bring her into his into his, into his, under his spell. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so that that brings up a good point I'm interested in your thoughts on is, is it possible to separate out Indonesia from Philippe? Or was he really the central piece of that section? Because very much we sort of see, there's like a key theme in each of the sections, let's say, of what she's exploring. And when we were doing the recordings, we were talking about like, Philippe is the A story and Yann is the B story and Ketut's the C story, right? But it really was sort of at least the latter half of the section really focused on him and the relationship. Do you think it's possible to separate the two out? Or? No,
1: because she wouldn't have been able to have her experiences with Yann and Katat if he, she wouldn't have gotten her learnings from Philippe. Mm. He helped her to navigate that relationship, especially with Yann. When she was struggling, like if you think about like with the house and all of that, because he had that knowledge of the culture in Indonesia, he he was able to help um, Elizabeth navigate. So in a way, he was he was taking the lead again. He was still that alpha male. Mm. Right. It just because it was the beauty of Indonesia and the surroundings and all those things. And, you know, at the end of the day, she wrote her book. She edited it. She, I mean, the reality is we don't, we we, we're seeing a very small portion of her time there. Right. And she wrote this book. She was on contract to write the book. Like, and she wrote it to hit mainstream. She didn't write it as a, a memoir that was gonna sit on her shelf and be found 50 years later and celebrated. She wrote it with an intention.
0: Okay, so we have
1: to, we have to be realistic around the part that it was edited. And there's parts we don't know about what went on in their relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're definitely (laughs) I are very skeptical of it. And I was reading in her committed book about marriage, I I started reading it, that um, no, she had no idea this was good. Like she, none of her books had been popular before, right? She didn't think this was like going to be big or whatever. But, but it
1: was still on contract. She's still a writer with yeah. inten- with the intention right? right well, that it was going to be published, whether it became yeah. popular or not. It was still she was still writing it with the intention it was going to be so published. so you're saying
0: that like, she, like, are you claiming that it's inauthentic? I think you No, no, to no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not it's not authentic. I'm so saying, what are you it's, saying I'm confused. I'm saying it's authentic, but she picked and chose what she was going to share yes. and the way she was going to communicate it so it could hit the mass market.
0: And what is your point?
1: So my point is that that part with, as a female who has read lots of novels, because I read a lot and I read all kinds of genres, that part, and I think that's why I didn't like it in the when I first read it as well, fell under that romance. For me, that part with Philippe really fell under what that romance novel type relationship looks like
0: so what I am hearing is that you think it can't have been as literally good as she's painting it it can't have been romantic and even if it was like that then it fell apart if it was really as romantic as she says there's no way they would have <laughs> ever broken up in the future and like oh man there's no way it was this good love like this no I disagree I think it was like that. <laughs> I think it was real
1: okay tell me what you think when you're 50 in your
0: 50s okay yeah because age makes everything (laughs) well
1: no but experience and it just it's just the way that I feel about that chapter and that's probably why I didn't it didn't resonate for me as much then and that part with Philippe still doesn't resonate for me. Yeah. And that, Maybe I'm jaded. I don't know.
0: You've not had a love like Philippe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I would want um, one to be honest with you.
0: Um, so let's go back to the book as a whole then. Um, I, like, I don't really know how to cover this wrap up because we also did have a bit of a gap. So I don't want to like just be clinging at, clinging at the air or whatever that expression is yeah but what yeah so how did you just view this sort of experience as a whole uh, like reading through it and going through so you know she's she's getting over uh a husband and a boyfriend and trying to kind of be pleasure seeking in italy and just see what she wants to do and then she dedicates herself to just sort of introspection let's say for a long period and then she tries to enter the world. And so what, what kind of part of that journey or what do you, would you characterize it differently or what part kind of sticks out to you? And also what are your kind of, if any, highlights from the book as a whole, what sticks out at you?
1: Um, what sticks out at me is the fact that, again, I'll speak to the vulnerability, the fact that she was able to finally let herself be vulnerable. Because from my own personal experience, I know how hard that is. And the fact that she was able to be so introspective and reflective on herself, because again, I mean, I'm speaking from my own experience. We, when we're thinking about things, it comes from our own experience. I know how life-changing that can be. When you are able to, you know, to simplify it, look in the mirror and say, who am I? And do I like who I am? Mm-hmm. And she was able to do that. And, and you know, um, I like that she was able to be open to the different characters that she met, many of them who were outside of what she was normally used to. So that inclusiveness was a beautiful thing. And just overall, um, I like that even though it was the second time I read it and that I'm in a different place in my life or because I'm in a different place in my life, I was able to still get things out of it that helped me to start to navigate and move forward. And a perfect example is when she was in Italy and she was just going with the flow. I tend to be someone who doesn't really go with the flow very well, even though I thought I did. I know that I didn't. And, you know, um, I've had my challenges with work, not necessarily with men the way she did, but with work. And a very wise woman used to say to me, just go to work, just do your job and go home. My mom. And I could never do that. I could never do that because I would get so ingrained and so involved in everything at work that I, I never could do that. And because of where I am now and because of the things that have happened in my life and then reading the way she was in Italy, I'm now in a place where I'm at work and I'm able to navigate that. And I wasn't at the beginning when I started in this job. And then we did this book and now I'm in a much better, um, because it's almost like Italy gave me the permission to let go even more than I thought I had let go. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I, and I appreciate that.
0: Cool, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know if, how much I necessarily agree with people, but you're a bit older, so I don't I wouldn't advocate young people let go of their desire and drive in their jobs.:
1: It's not about desire and drive. it's about immersing yourself so completely that it beca- that you start analyzing
0: and and it, it never leaves you. I okay. think that's the best way to say it. Um, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think of what, if anything, particularly stuck out for me, but like, honestly, I think I'm going to have to one reread the book and listen to this, listen to this series and two reread it again without any, because when I was reading it, I was so focused on the sort of philosophical analysis. So it was a totally different experience to me than I'd ever approached it before. It was really valuable, right? Cause Like this book, again, I've read it more than any other book. It was like life-changing for me. It helped me learn how to think, basically, how to introspect. And so to sort of, it was like a way of me starting to connect. Like I've been working on, like, not just the balance in life that she found in Indonesia, but I've been working on like literally the balance between my right brain and my left brain. And this was an experience of that because this, this book is what like started to program my emotional brain And so to analyze it and understand how it integrated, that's what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Um, So it's hard for me to sort of step out of it and reflect. I'm going to have to sort of like rewatch myself and hear my own analysis and then be like, oh, okay." But definitely. um, I think. I think sort of the, the relationships are what stick out to me. Right. So I think of how vulnerable she was in the car after she emailed David and just being able to cry and him saying like, you know, I've been there. Um, The, the, I, the relationship with Richard um, and the relationship with Philippe, I think like sort of, that's what sticks out to me. And in particular, uh, maybe it's just because it was the last thing we covered, but uh, like I really do think her sort of exploration and her vulnerability with Philippe is really moving to me because I've never really had that, right? Like the way I was, uh, as a younger adult, um, with respect to relationships, intimacy was like the, the programmed male that didn't actually have you know, good, uh, relationships. And so like to see that to see and and get a lens into that, like it didn't really stick out to me the other times I read it, but it did this time. So that's, uh, that's good. I I took value out of that. Um, Yeah. And so I have two last prompts, I think. So one is just yeah, anything else you have on sort of this process. Uh, you know, what do you hope people who are listening get out of it by the like by the time they reach this episode? Um, you know, maybe after we release it, uh, we we'll do an, another like recording at the end of the actual release schedule, and you know, a few months from when we're recording this. But yeah, what do you hope people get out of out of this, the book, out of our you know exploration of the book?
1: Um. I think I, well, I know, I I hope that people will learn to trust themselves. I hope that people will know that it's okay to know that it's not okay. And I hope that people will give themselves permission to let go so they can move on. Because that is the beginning of vulnerability. And when you can have that healthy letting go the and embrace your vulnerability, it's a beautiful thing because it opens doors you never even knew were possible.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's great. And for me, there's sort of two things that come to mind. One is again like the the universality of it let's say right like Mm -hmm. what's so impressive is she was just so deeply honest and introspective that she came to conclusions that I think are universally true and maybe she didn't have the right explanation like because she's not a philosopher and I think it's their philosophic questions Um, but she got to the right answer which is just amazing and shows that you know anyone who's deeply honest and authentic with themselves can come to the right answers. Absolutely. And so to see her let you literally into that journey is so powerful. And that, and the second thing I want to highlight off of what you said is it's not letting go like, Oh, I have to let go of my whole life and travel. And it's like, it's of a specific thing. Let go mm-hmm. of this thing, let yourself be vulnerable about this one thing, mm-hmm. one little thing, and, and let that go and work on that. This relationship, and, this expectation for yourself. And it's it's it starts with little things like that. Right, it's not exactly. this grand gesture of letting go of my whole life. Right? Right. Um, and that brings, and oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, it could just be closing your eyes in that moment and saying, I'm not gonna let this bother me, mm-hmm. right? when something's bothering you. It, it, and, you know, as you were saying that before you said the letting go of the little things, that's exactly what came to my mind. So, you know, it, that's, that's where it's, everything starts from the little things.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that sort of brings me to the last thing I wanted to cover generally, which is, I don't know if we've talked about it, but it specifically came up with at least one of my friends talking about this project and maybe others as well, is they dismiss this book and Liz, because like, she's just some privileged lady who got to take a year of travel and like, you know, we can't do that. And now, as I say it, I think we've talked about it briefly, but I just wanna highlight again, that's not what this is. This isn't the idea of, you know, she had like, oh, you it's some privileged lady just exploring her travels. And if you can't get away, you can't do this, right? It's it's a journey into herself and it's so deeply real and authentic. And I was almost offended when my friend was saying like people are just dismissing this book online because it's some privileged white lady sharing her story. It's like, that's not what this is about at all.
1: So I can speak directly to that as I'll say my age as some a woman who's almost 59, who's married for the second time, who has had challenges and has not lived a privileged life. I've worked hard for everything I have, and I don't live a grand life. I live a simple life. And I went through my journey, and I didn't have to leave my life, leave the country, leave where I was for any amount of time to do that. I had to leave behind people who were not conducive to where my journey was going. I had to leave behind beliefs and thoughts that I had that were making me navigate a certain road or a certain path. I had to leave behind parts of myself, but I didn't have to leave behind my physical presence of where I was in that moment.
0: Yeah, and I think the people who who dismiss it like that, I mean, we fra- this would have been worth covering at the start, but I just want to highlight, uh, like people who dismiss it like that, they clearly have no idea what this book is about, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, and like, you know, so I'm-
1: And, I'm and if I may, life. and they may be afraid. Right because usually people dismiss and are not willing to explore when they are afraid of what they may discover. And the biggest fear is what you're going to discover about yourself.
0: Right. And, and, you know, I'm 28, I'm a male 28 year old. And it's not like, I mean, I did have the, the privilege of traveling for six months when I first graduated university. And it was helpful to like, Definitely, if you can remove yourself from all of your existing life, it's a useful uh, element to reflect on that life, right? Because mm-hmm. you can get out of it. But it's definitely not necessary. Absolutely. And I spent I spent basically two and a half to three years while working, while living in my same like place I grew up in, um, same city, reflecting and introspecting and reading this book and 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 working on myself, right? So. Maybe it'll be a little harder and, and you'll have to, you can only do it for two hours a day instead of 10 hours a day if you're still working or whatever it is, but there's still immense value to it. And, and regardless, to just see in, inside someone's mind, to see into that process, that's what's so cool and valuable about this book, is she lets you in on like the most intimate journey with the self, which Absolutely. is sort of incredible.
1: And, you know, as you were saying what you were saying about working your two hours, it's the discipline that comes from it that creates the greatest gift, because it's knowing that you are, you know, think about a a high, you know, uh, an athlete and the discipline that comes with that, that athletic right with that with um, doing those that, that sport, whatever it may be, you know you can look at it like the sport of healing yourself, right? So what discipline, what practice do you need to do? I was never good at practicing. I quit piano because I didn't want to practice. I quit dance because I didn't want to practice. This has taught me that practice is okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I mean, I, it took me till I was in my fifties to learn that, right? The do over is not a bad thing. And so the discipline that comes from that is something that's going to take you to amazing places as you as you continue to move forward.
0: Cool. Well, any any last thoughts on our book club on our on the book itself? I'm personally looking forward to listening to all of these episodes, actually. Um, I don't know if I'll read it and listen or what what I'll do, but I'm very interested to see how it all uh, how it all went.
1: And I just want to thank you for letting me in to be a part of this with you.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you as well. And thanks everyone who tuned in and followed along. Uh, Yeah, let us know what you thought. And maybe we'll do another one. Recommend another book that we can spiritually and philosophically analyze.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.